Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2018. Welcome to Undercover Lover. I'm Harriet Minter, and this week I've got fantastic journalist and author Kate Lever with me. Hello, Kate. Hello. And we are going to be talking all things Love Island week one. Can't wait. So, first thing to catch up on, well, no one seems to really fancy anyone, um, apart from Laura and Wes. Wes definitely fancies Laura. Laura definitely fancies the fact that Wes once spent £1,000 on a date. <laughs> did you see that? Her yeah, little I eyes did. Lit up. Absolutely. And then she talked about it later and she was kind of trying to play it a little bit cool. But absolutely, that's the reason she's with him. <laughs> oh, poor old Wes. He's going to be mugged off so quickly. Uh, also this week, we started off with one spare boy, Adam. Uh, more on him later. And there was a coupling up, Adam stole Kendall off Nile, and then two new girls came into the house, and he, Adam promptly pied her for one of them. Kendall has now left the building, hmm. and I don't think she's very happy about it. I miss her already, to be I honest. I was she... quite fond of her. Oh, me too, but she was too good for that world. Yes, yeah, she, she was. was. She needs to go home and mourn whatever relationship ended before <laughs> she came on the show, and like, be ready for love. Agreed. We'll get back to their fiancé. Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe they Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, of course, Danny mugged off Jack. I really love Danny and Jack. Oh, I, I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with the fact that Danny Dyer's daughter is called Danny Dyer. I can't get over it. I just can't get past it. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I also love the fact that Danny was like, no, 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 no to Jack. And then Jack was like, fair enough, quite fancy Georgia. And Danny was like, oh, let me rethink this. Hold on one moment. <laughs> I will look past your fluorescent teeth. And I adore you, after all. <laughs> Jack, he's just a lovely man that got lost on his way to the Apprentice audition, didn't he? <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> he did. Yeah, Next yeah. year. Next year, that's where he is. So we are going to be talking about all of the cast, well not all of them, most of the cast and most of the shenanigans this week. But we've also got some key stuff that we're going to be talking about in this podcast. So coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about what's caught our attention, the key themes. Number one question, is Adam a narcissist? Also... Alex trying to kiss Haley. What was going on there? And why is it the guys can just flick between girl to girl? They don't seem at all picky. Plus, we're going to be talking about what everyone has been saying on Twitter uh, or Instagram or DM or pretty much anywhere else. And our heroes and villains of the week. But the first thing that really I have to say, I was like, oh, Love Island slightly rolled my eyes out this week was the fact that the producers in this series have not let go 
of their love of a club 18 to 30 <laughs> getting to know you game and what the hell was having women break watermelons with their buttocks about oh my god i felt like i was watching takeshi's <laughs> castle like a japanese game show yeah, and it was like honestly it was so erotic but <laughs> nonsensical and i just i could not stop watching it i love that you found it erotic that's hilarious <laughs> i was like surely that's just really painful well yeah well i think the guys found it erotic i didn't personally find it erotic <laughs> yeah 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 that's what you say now <laughs> but it's so bizarre i mean as you know harriet this is my first season watching love island so i'm still kind of settling in and trying to understand what it's all about so for my introduction to include bottom smashing watermelons was like I just I could not believe I mean I just can't believe this is real television and it's just too good to be true <laughs> it is too good oh it's only gonna get so much better I mean if that's where they're starting this year I cannot wait to see where they're gonna go um but it is your first series and there are a couple of things that when I asked you kind of what had come up for you I thought were really interesting so the first one we were talking about is the level of attractiveness in the villa yes what's your view on that well i found that quite astonishing i'm finding it quite a weird experience like when all the women especially the women i think because i am one i'm sort of naturally comparing myself but when all the women were getting out of their four-wheel drives at the beginning with their mics strapped around their taut abs (laughs) i was like i feel like i'm seeing the same woman over and over because they are precisely replicas of one another in terms of body shape and physique and they're these incredibly impossibly toned tanned women and I just you'd never see that many lined up in one go in one spot do you think it would be better if they had some different shape men and women well I'm conflicted about this because I think Yes, absolutely. I would love to see some body diversity. And I think for a show that has 3.4 million people watching the first episode, they could be quite influential in terms of challenging beauty standards and making us look at different forms of being attractive and all that kind of stuff. But then I'd also really worry that anyone who had an ounce of fat on their body would just be crucified online and not get picked to be coupled up. So this did happen last year. Uh, There was a a girl with the fantastic name of Time Lexi who was probably maximum a size 10 yeah um, but not the kind of six to eight that is the standard in the villa and she could not get a date now partly this was because when guys went on a date with her she just barraged them with questions in like quite an aggressive <laughs> so manner. a little bit to do with the personality a little bit to do with the personality <laughs> but i i was really aware that she was probably out of the girls the biggest mm-hmm. and nobody was going there Oh, I just find that horrific and it just confirms all the fears that I have about people with normal bodies on television. <laughs> but also, I think it would be really nice, like, I love, I love a man with a bit of a belly. Like, or, you know, a kind of a bear type. Yeah, I well, would love that in the villa. The fact that um, Jack is probably the closest thing we have to an average man and he's still pretty ripped. Like, yeah. he has a tiny bit of smush around his belly area and that you know it's endearing but like I kind of find him the most attractive really if I had to choose one because I find all the abs just so alienating particularly because they seem to value them above all other personality traits absolutely and also if you went out with Jack you would never lose them in the dark (laughs) no those teeth exactly (laughs) oh my god so the other thing that uh I definitely desperately want to talk to you about is Adam 
Yeah, Adam, okay. Yeah, that's what everyone on Twitter is talking about because he has emerged as the bad guy yeah. pretty quickly. Um, so I, when I watched the first couple of episodes, I was like, clearly Adam is a very attractive man who's never had to try to find a girlfriend in his life. Probably if I was 22, yeah, I definitely found... I mean, you know, if he never opened his mouth, I'd definitely <laughs> fancy him. You know, he's a hot man. Yeah, I mean, I think that I keep forgetting that these people are 22 because when I was 22, I'm pretty sure I kissed the Australian equivalent of Adam. Like, you yeah. just don't really know what you're looking for or what you value or you're not really familiar with the idea of narcissism and that might occur in a person. So why do we think Adam is a narcissist? And what do you mean when you say narcissist? Well, I just think he has so far shown, and I know obviously reality television is constructed and edited to show people in a particular way, but I think he would probably come across this way no matter what, even if you watched all of the raw footage. I just think he comes across as someone who has no regard for other human beings and is purely making decisions based on his ego and his sexual drive. Yeah. And I think... Interestingly, I actually think it's the former more than the latter. I yeah. think he's not even thinking about necessarily being attracted to people. I think he's thinking about being able to get as many chicks as possible and what that says about how attractive and how good he is. Absolutely. I 110% agree. The second Kendall was like, oh, actually, I do quite fancy you. Maybe I want to get back with you. You could see it on his face. He was like, tick. Yeah. Job done here. He was sick Moving for on. it. And the fact that he actually admitted to enjoying her being jealous was yeah. really sinister to me because he wanted the woman to desire him to her own detriment. Yeah. Like, she, he doesn't care about Kendall at all. She is a doe-eyed, doe-eyed munchkin who deserves better <laughs> and is too good for this world. And he just sort of flicked her aside. And I think that shows where his priorities are also the other thing that i find really creepy about adam is that everything is about him so yeah. uh there's a clip of them playing truth and dare actually i don't have this clip but there is a clip of them playing truth and dare i think in the second or third episode and kendall says truth and when somebody says truth you're basically saying feel free to ask me anything about myself and Adam asks her this question, which is, who do you think I'm going to pick out of you? Like, she's asking a question about himself. That's like, so true. Adam, what is wrong with you? That's so true. He's, I, I think he's genuinely incapable of taking into account other people's feelings, which is, I mean, that's classic narcissist behaviour. Yeah, I agree. And what's so interesting to me is that my entire Twitter feed was filled with people being like, no, don't stay away from him Kendall what are you doing Olivia Atwood who was in last season Mm -hmm. and who was potentially not the most female friendly of all the contestants last season but I kind of loved her right Um, she just tweeted she was like Kendall what are you doing run for your life everyone can see it but in the villa they all seem to love him. Yeah, well, that's what I find really interesting because Adam obviously thinks he can get any of the girls. Yeah. And I think he might actually be correct in that belief, which is terrifying. Is because I don't think any of them have clocked that his behavior is not all right. I think they're just kind of still focused on the outward appearance and haven't really thought about it much beyond that. Yeah, and the thing that really got me was the constant pushing for physical affection. So this is a little clip of... Adam and Kendall on their date when they're negotiating the sleeping arrangements for that night. How do you feel about sharing a bed tonight? I don't mind. Do you think you can be a big spoon? 
the big, the I'm little, not being the any spoon. I'm little. not being big, medium, large, nothing. What? No. What's wrong with that? Not on the, f the first night that we've got a game in bed what together. What spoon? Spooning's a big commitment. <laughs> right, how about if I gave you a kiss now? Then we don't have to spoon when we get back. So we heard Adam there pushing to, you know, it's basically bargaining a deal. You know, if you kiss me now, we don't have to spoon later. I mean, surely just not kissing me now and not spooning me later should be an option. Absolutely. And I think the thing is that Kendall has made it so clear, like a broken record. She has said so many times, <laughs> I need to take this slow. And we're not even talking about like, she's not even being particularly pious here. It's not no sex before marriage. This is, I don't want to kiss you and have physical contact with you in bed after two days. Yeah, I think I it's mean, like 24 hours or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She's yeah. being perfectly reasonable and he should have respected that. Um, and she should absolutely be allowed to have a bit of space and more than two, you know, 48 hours maximum to want to cuddle up to someone. I mean, spooning is an intimate thing to do with a stranger. I mean, in fairness, I would literally spoon people on the cheek if I didn't think I'd get arrested. <laughs> but most people have boundaries. So. <laughs> I think Kendall definitely did, but, but hers were not respected. No, and also the thing that I found really nasty about it was when he started saying, well, if I'm not getting that from you. I'm moving on. Yeah, I'll go and spoon Rosie. Yeah. Four minutes maximum after I've rejected you. <laughs> oh. So basically, we're not loving Adam. We're no, Adam no, now. not a fan of Adam. Adam can take his selection of stiff caps caps, and <laughs> and leave if it, if it was up to me. <laughs> Get out, Adam. Um, we'd love to know what you think about Adam. Do you love him? Do you hate him? Tweet me and tell me at Harriet Minter. I really want to know. I, I want to find somebody who loves him. If you do, tell me why, because so far my Twitter feed is not a fan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The other thing that we have to talk about, obviously... Alex and Haley. So this is a moment that kind of happened and then I feel like the show's moved on, but it's really stuck with me, which was 
in that they were playing some sort of organised game. Which the emotional about, baggage. The emotional baggage game. That was it. <laughs> emotional baggage. Genius. You know, who has done what? And it came out that Alex had had a threesome with his mate and a girl, which, bless him, he was so proud of. Oh, so proud. Oh, Alex. Because the girl's got it right or wrong, I don't really know. He got to kiss someone. Nobody's really into him, so he went to kiss the girl that clearly he quite fancies, which is Haley. And she dodged. Yeah, she dodged big time. Yeah, and not in a kind of... In fairness to Alex, it wasn't a sort of, oh, don't be silly, you know, brushing him away. She literally kind of tried to bury her head in the sand. Yeah, it was was a big one. It was a a dramatic dodge. She really didn't want to go there. But I think it's complex because I think, um, like, I I want to talk about how consent works on the island because... They've all signed up to this show and part of the rules of those games um, are that you make out with someone if you win or lose and that's just kind of how it goes. So at what point do you get to say, no, actually, I don't want to do this anymore? And I think Hayley should absolutely be able to say, you know what, I don't want to kiss anyone or I don't want to kiss Alex and I'm going to do what I need to do, which is to physically get out of his way so his (laughs) lips can't meet mine. And I think that's perfectly acceptable because she's exercising her right to you know take away her consent at any time and I think that's fine Alex however after this I mean he spent the entire rest of the night being like well now I've been rejected 800 times <laughs> it's just me being rejected constantly and I can understand how he feels but you know it is reje- he is facing rejection on rejection Absolutely. on rejection yeah but there's also a level of just being able to laugh it off and be like do you know what okay you didn't want to kiss me fair enough Moving on to the next girl. Totally. Plus also, I mean, Alex was taking it extremely personally and I can see why you would. But it also has more to do with Haley because as we were talking yeah. about before, I mean, her backstory is that she's only ever been with one guy. Yeah. She's had one boyfriend, slept with one man. So to suddenly be kissing a lot of strangers is probably quite foreign to her. Yeah. Um, and if she doesn't feel comfortable, then that should be cool. Yeah. So he probably should have laughed about it and not taken it so seriously. I agree. Why do we think everyone is rejecting Alex? Oh, I find it a bit sad, to be honest, because I think um, he came in assuming that he would absolutely clean up with the ladies, like he probably does down at the A&E he works in. You know, he's the cute doctor. I'm sure he has all sorts of women of all ages flirting with him. I mean, um, and I think he came in feeling quite confident and he got shot down immediately. Yeah. Uh, and I, to be honest, I think it's a lot to do with the fact that he hasn't lathered up in the fake tan. <laughs> I mean, very pale, the gentleman he? is pale, I have to say, and occasionally shiny of face. But like, <laughs> it's a strawberry blonde thing. You can't help it. <laughs> but I think, I think in the outside world, he would do really well. I think there's something about the people and the mix of people and what they value in their suitors because I think they just don't I mean the women just don't seem to care that he's a doctor and he's got a brain and do you think it's a class thing because this you're an Aussie looking at this from the outside in to me looking at as a Brit looking at it I'm like this is just a class thing those girls are like oh my god Alex you what are we going to talk about on a weekend yeah how are you going to be with my parents how am I going to have to be with your parents 
you just feel like a lot of work. You're going to want me to have a university degree, and I feel a bit uncomfortable around you. Well, I'm so pretty I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it was Haley who said, "quote unquote," he had a professional job, as though that were like a bad thing. <laughs> and I think you know she thinks Brexit is about trees, so I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, she might be correct. They may not have a lot to talk about. So I think there's definitely like I guess I sort of saw it more as an intellectual gap but I do think there's definitely a class thing happening um and I'm still trying to like match accents to where people come from (laughs) (laughs) um but I think yeah definitely I think they're dismissing him because they think an education of that level is a bit posh yeah I think I think that's what's going on I feel a bit bad saying Alex is too posh for the villa because I don't know what that says about both Alex and the rest of the villa but I feel like that's the undercurrent here yeah 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 hashtag deep and finally the last thing that i think we want to go kind of in depth about i love the fact that i get to overanalyze love island for somebody same, for Thanks same. So much. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this ability of the guys to flick their attention from one woman to another within i mean in adam's case minutes yep jack's case about a couple of hours uh, and yet the girls take it really seriously. They're like, mm, you don't meet all the criteria that I want. I don't think it's going to work. I'm not feeling it with you. All right, we can't couple up. Yeah. Is that What is that about? I think it's so interesting because I think we're like getting a little glimpse into the way standards work for different genders, maybe. <laughs> because honestly, the men seem to be like, you know what? If you if you'll have me, I'll have you. Any any woman here is fine. You're all replicas of one another anyway. I will take whoever will be available. Whereas the women have been really, and I, and I do quite like this, but the women have been quite clear about not liking people. Like I think yeah. you know, Danny's obviously done a backflip, as has Haley. But they were both quite clear about wanting to just be friends with Jack and Eyal and that they found various aspects of their personalities unattractive. You know, Danny, bless her, kind of rejected Jack on the basis that he'd cheated on his two previous girlfriends um, and kind of, I think, became very upset that she might be going for the same kind of guy. Whereas the guys are just not doing that kind of level of analysis at all. Really not. At all. Like, are you vaguely female? Yep, you'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think it's, I, I wonder, I mean, is it like that outside of the villa in normal life where guys can kind of switch more easily between prospective lovers? I don't know. I definitely have noticed in my general life that when a breakup happens, I think, not always, but most of the time, the guy moves on faster than the girl, regardless of who broke up with who. Yeah, well, I think I think women definitely spend a lot more time, you know, over glasses of wine with their girlfriends analysing what went wrong. Yeah. Whereas a man probably does just move on to sort of rescue his ego and confirm that another human being will find him attractive again. I mean, women do that as well, but I think there's a lot more debriefing. Yeah. Which is probably just Definitely what we're seeing. We're just seeing in a microcosm exactly what Great happens. Points. Yeah. Do you think that the kind of structure of the show, which is always about having a slight imbalance in gender one way or the other, mm. is going to change some of this behaviour? Because we did see, say, with Haley and Danny both being like, no, this is my standard, this is what I want, I'm not going to settle for anything less. 
And then the second it looked like somebody was going to take one of their guys being, okay, no, actually, I take it all back. Do you know what? Cheat on me too. It's totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Hayley might not grasp, you know, international <laughs> politics, but she certainly grasps the rules of the show and realised she was going to go home if Eyal didn't like her um, and totally flipped it and put on the charm. And, yeah, I think definitely, I mean, I think it's interesting because so far I felt uncomfortable with the idea of a group of women being lined up and then chosen by... <laughs> a group of men but now I understand that that alternates and next time the women will do the choosing and so I do think the power dynamics will continue to shift and we can't help it because of course it looks silly to us for them to be emotionally invested and for them to be crying and for them to be upset and fighting and stuff but even though it's a constructed reality this would feel very real for them and the the prospect of rejection and having to go home and being humiliated on national television like that would feel very real. So it does have an effect on power dynamics in a big way. Yeah. I quite look forward to seeing it shift towards the women. I look, I really enjoy it when it shifts towards the women and suddenly the men have to really work. Yeah. And also they have to, I think, then become a bit more selective about the women as well. So rather than just being like, do you know what, she's fit, I'll go for it, they have to think, oh, if I really want to get her, how am I going to do that? They have, yeah. to, they have to engage brain at that point, which I don't think has happened which yet. Which they've not done yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'd love to know what you have been talking about with your friends on Love Island. What are the key themes that have come up for you? What do you want to talk about more? I really want to talk about, I mean, this isn't the podcast to do it, but in, at some point we're going to have to have a podcast entirely about EL. EL? Yeah, yeah, I think that's how you say it. I feel like Hayley with his name. I feel very stressed every time I have to say it Um, about Eyal because I think he is an interesting potential narcissist. Yeah, yeah, I think think he's a ticking time bomb. I think we have not seen all of Eyal's personality yet. Or personalities. I feel like he might have many. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, But exciting news. Got a text. We've got a text. Or of tweet or a WhatsApp message or a DM on Twitter or kind of any way that we would communicate with our friends and other people about Love Island. It's the bit of the show where we tell you what everyone else is saying. Um, so some things that I loved on Twitter this week, mm. George Osborne. George Osborne <laughs> admitting that actually he was more interested in Love Island than becoming editor of the Daily Mail. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate those priorities. Absolutely. If there is one thing that I think we can all thank Love Island for, it is that. Um, and then Giles Corrin, mm-hmm. who at the best of times, I have to admit, I don't have a lot of love for. No, me neither. Thank you. Um, tweeted that Love Island is evil, patronising, world-ending bullshit. It is thick chavs dying on screen to amuse the bourgeoisie. It is the fucking Coliseum for 2018. I mean, that is an epic tweet, to be honest. (laughs) I feel like he's taking it all a bit too seriously. Absolutely. And I think the whole point is that when you're watching a show like this, you don't take it seriously. You don't take yourself seriously. And you have this sweet bit of escapism from the world. And let's be frank, like elsewhere on Twitter, this week has been really dark and sad. So to sit down for an hour at 9pm and watch beautiful idiots talk to one another Mm -hmm. has been a delight he should get into it can i just say watching beautiful idiots talk to each other is the best description of the violence (laughs) perfect um and then Susanna reed is in our corner she's in the love island corner and i just loved how she summed it up beautiful she's like it's modern day courtship 
Some of those involved have high moral standards on sex, others have a different approach. It's just like real life. It's also great television, a terrific watch, and three million people agree. So don't judge me. Well, exactly. I don't judge her. We're not judging. We love Susanna. We agree with her. I also have a WhatsApp group. So Mm. I told you about this, Kate. Basically, last year, none of my friends were watching Love Island when I first got into it. And I felt very alone. And I finally found one friend who was, and she added me to a WhatsApp group of other lonely people watching Love Island. Uh, So what my WhatsApp group has been talking about, what's happened to the smoking? So... You didn't watch it last year, so you don't know. But last year, they have Smoker's Corner. There was a lot of smoking. Yeah, I heard, I actually read that they got rid of it because they didn't want to glamorise smoking. Ah. And I think technically, I think they're allowed to smoke, but I think they have to go to a separate room like you would in a club. So they're yeah. trying to mimic how cool it is to be a smoker these days. <laughs> Although, when I was a smoker many, many years ago, the point when actually you couldn't smoke in a club anymore, you had to go outside, was the best way to meet someone. Oh, yeah, well, maybe a, they should try it. I, I think they're going to be hooking up in Smoker's Corner. That's what I think is going to happen. George's attempt to talk Brexit. Let's just have a little listen. What do you think about Brexit? What, what's that? Like, well, been... we're leaving the European Union. <laughs> I, don't, I, I seriously don't have so a like, if you, So it's to, it was to leave the EU, so we wouldn't um, be part of Europe. EU, which yeah, would yeah, mean like welfare and like things we trade with would be cut down. So does that mean we won't have any trees? Cheese? No. Trees? Oh. No. Yeah. What? It's got nothing to do with it, babe. That's <laughs> Why wouldn't we have trees? Uh, what are you talking no, about? No, we're just, we're just not in the European Union. Oh, we're still classed oh. as, like, being in Europe. Doesn't it mean it would be harder to, like, go to, like, Spain and stuff? So it would be harder to go on holidays? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I love my holidays. Yeah. How does Georgia think Brexit is about trees? Hayley. Hayley. Sorry, Haley's attempt to talk, George's attempt to talk Brexit with Haley. Yeah. Oh, I love, I mean, for a start, I love that Brexit was brought up at all on Love Island. Like, I wasn't expecting it. I loved it. I kind of enjoyed <laughs> George's presence a little bit more because of it. I agree. I wasn't expecting it from George, I have to say. Yeah, neither no. was I. But Haley's response is just, I mean, incredible. It reminds me of this girl I went to school with who thinks that, that sherbet is a type of seafood um, and that like if you have braces your children will have good teeth and it just that kind of level of stupidity has always really appealed to me in a voyeuristic kind of way so I have to say I really enjoyed this Haley moment it was a highlight for me (laughs) I actually really enjoyed Georgia trying to go deep on something big yeah yeah actually she should get together with Yal he wants to go deep on the issues oh yeah 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 yeah. I think you've nailed it there Mm. that should happen let's let's see if that happens um but I, I liked it. I thought, actually, this is... A, and actually, it mirrors real life, which is, as women, we have conversations which range from Brexit mm-hmm. to shoes to personal relationships to economics and all the way around again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was kind of lovely to see them try and talk about something serious. I mean, it didn't go down all that well because of Haley, <laughs> but I'd like to see them try again. Georgia and Samira. I feel like Georgia and Samira yes. have a conversation oh, about Oh, God, it. I want some more screen time with Samira. I think Samira is the most underrated person on the show. I think she's funny. I think she's lovely. I think she's genuine. Well, in so much as you can be if you're on a reality TV show. Yeah. And I think she's a little bit wasted at the moment. We don't get to spend enough time with her. Well, this brings us neatly to our next section which is heroes and villains. Yes. We could be heroes. 
My hero of the week is Samira. Good choice. I love her. I think she is hilarious. My favourite moment was when Hayley was getting all flustered about the new girls coming in and like, they're going to steal my man. And Samira just said to don't even know his name. <laughs> she's so she's so brilliant. True. She calls it like she sees it. She didn't waste any time fannying around with Alex. And even when the recoupling happened and she knew that she was going to have to get Alex to pick her, otherwise she'd go home, she was still totally, let's be friends. I like you, you like me. Yeah. There's no romantic interest here. Yeah. She, to me, is a woman who just absolutely knows herself, is completely happy with herself, why nobody, none of the boys are into her, I just don't know. I find that baffling. Yeah. Yeah, she's I find amazing. it baffling. I think she's incredible. I mean, I think my hero of the week would be Alex uh, for saving Samira. I oh, think okay. that one act of gallantry <laughs> makes it him deserving of the title. Just because I think he did it quite nicely, because I think he actually did think about the fact that Samira seems to be a kind and delightful person. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed his speech in which he said that she deserved to be on the show. Um, and I also enjoyed the fact that he said, because he wanted her to find the perfect guy, and then he said, no, he said girl, and then he said guy, and then he said, or girl. Like, it, it was like a casual endorsement of bisexuality that I really enjoyed. Um, but I, I think he, he nailed it there because he has kept a woman on the show who the viewers the viewers deserve to see more of and I think she does deserve I mean I don't genuinely believe that anyone is really there at a shot for true love but I think she deserves to hang around a bit longer and see what happens I agree and I think if you're a guy going into that villa you should be putting your sights on Samira I I think she's a potential winner Ooh, not calling just, it early. Yeah, yes. I not just if you want 50 grand you know, not just if you want true love if you also want 50,000 pounds Samira is your girl. Yeah, that's great. what I think. She deserves it. Um, villain of the week. I think we're going to agree on this. I think it's pretty clear. It's got to be Adam. It's got to it? be Adam. I think everyone's going to say Adam. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried actually about this podcast. How are we ever going to have a villain of the week that isn't Adam? <laughs> that oh, about. I don't know. I reckon Eyal might get might come think? up from behind and, <laughs> and take over. Also, I feel Alex and Niall both have the potential to go a bit incel, a bit. Why will nobody sleep with me? That's true, that's true, that's true. And I did think early on in the week that Laura was going to be a potential villain. Oh, did you? Because I find myself quite liking Laura. I I like her too. I'm I'm not sure about my my decision there. Well, I think it's a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, I think it's a bad decision. But we all have that one friend that we know is really a bad decision friend. Good point. But we love them anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm just on board with Laura at the moment. And I feel I'm I'm confused about it. I'm torn. I'm conflicted. I mean, I give her like a week to do something really bad. Probably less. Probably (laughs) less, exactly. It's going to happen. But I quite like her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But I like that you're forecasting her villainy. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I would love for that to happen. It's great. Right. It's been at least 20 minutes since either of us have changed a bikini. So we're off to find a new misguided catalogue, smash a few watermelons with our nether regions, and work out just how Eyal? Eyal? That pronounces his name. If you want to vigorously agree or disagree with anything we've said in the show, come find us on Twitter. You can come talk to me at Harriet Minter. Kate? I am on Kate I Lever. Lovely. And if you've enjoyed the show, you need to subscribe. Subscribe. Show us your love. And when you do, you get next week's edition automatically because it's going to happen every week, all the way through to the end of Love Island. That sounds as working. Even better. Tell us why you're recoupling with us. Leave us a review. 
and five star, please, if you wouldn't mind. Spread the love. Um, I'll be here again next week with another show and another guest. But in the meantime, what is the point of Love Island if we can't all learn a little bit more about our deepest emotions? This week's Villa Wisdom is for you if you've ever wondered if you might be single for life. And it comes from Niall, a man who just wants to find a Harry Potter-loving fish at the end of a rainbow. I'm like the rainbow fish, like that story you read back in primary school, where there's that fish and it like had like no like cool colour scales and all like the other fish like used to like make fun about that fish but then like out of nowhere like that fish turned into like the rainbow fish but I feel like I'm getting lost in the sea and I need like a pristine like female fish to come and unravel like my rainbow colours. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 